Sony finally revealed the look of the highly anticipated PlayStation 5, and boy, is it something. I'm Roger Chang, this is your Daily Charge. With me is CNET editor and video game aficionado, Jeff Bacalar. Thanks for jumping on, Jeff. Of course, thanks for having me. What's going on? So, well, the PlayStation 5 is going on, and it's oh, it's, yeah. it's something. Uh, but not everyone got a chance to watch the Sony live stream yesterday. So just for our listeners who didn't, could you describe what the new PS5 console looks like? Uh, I, I think it looks like uh, a new Las Vegas Strip hotel. <laughs> you know, it looks like it looks like some like uh, you know proof of concept airport terminal at an international you know location kind of. It, it is just very outlandish and very, in my opinion, sort of strange. But that's okay. It's uh, it's this white and black curved. Monstrosity that can lay horizontally or or stand vertically. Um, it's it's it seems to glow purple on the inside. Uh, I don't know. It's weird, but it's uh, it's definitely striking. It's interesting because it's clearly. I mean, this is the we were talking about this before, right? The PS4 had its benefit because it it could be a statement piece or it could blend into your your existing furniture you know your tv console like this is clearly this is just me out there it's 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 an, it's an attention grabber and it's it's kind of a deviation from their previous design skews in in uh in a lot of ways i mean what what do you think though do you i mean do you love it do you hate it what, what are your impressions i mean personally I, I think it's it's pretty ugly um i i'm not a fan of it but at the same time it doesn't for to me it just doesn't matter and i think look if you're buying this thing because it looks good or looks bad something else going on but um you know i i for me personally i think it is a bit of a a, a goofy kind of design misstep but at the end of the day, it simply does not matter. What matters is what's on the inside. Uh, what matters is, does this thing dissipate heat well? Does it perform well? Uh, does it have a, a replaceable hard drive? The cool thing that they kind of surprised everyone about was that there are going to be two versions of this thing when it comes out. One with an optical drive, one without. Mm. Um, so to me, that that says a lot, much more than the actual you know uh, aesthetics of, of the thing. So yeah, it's been a it's a big departure for them, right? They have not done this kind of deviation in design in a very long time. Even the DualShock controller that's now called DualSense has gotten the biggest, you know, aesthetic and ergonomic update in well over a decade for these guys. So they they are making a statement with their design. Um, like I said, if you just want to go by looks, I think this thing. Yeah, it kind of looks goofy. Kind of looks ridiculous, I think. But uh, hey, again, it it doesn't matter. I, I put a video up last night where I was just like, y you, if you're buying a, a console based on what it looks like, mm, I just don't know. Uh, you know, obviously, like if you're buying a car on base what it looks like, that's a little different. But you're driving your car around. You're not keeping it in the garage 24-7 like you will with this thing. Well, and that's a good point. And, and we want to delve into that a bit more. Um, for my part, I, I do appreciate at least that it's different, uh, and that they're they're definitely taking risks. In you know, in a, at a time when you know technology is generally boring, design skews are usually generally boring. Now, um, I can appreciate taking that risk. But uh, did Sony offer any details on what it'll cost or when this thing will actually launch? 
No, all that stuff is yet to be announced. Uh, there's plenty of speculation, of course, but you know, I've been hearing some wild stuff that this thing might cost around six hundred dollars. But again, mm. please take that with a grain of salt because I, a, I cannot see them charging that much. I think that would be a huge, uh, you know, mistake. Um, you know, I, I think the most they can go with this thing is is four four fifty max. Um, and then when you talk about release date, I think anywhere from Halloween to to like Thanksgiving is probably a safe bet. Maybe maybe uh, it sneaks in, you know, between Thanksgiving and Christmas. But right, uh, you know, you know that that Black Friday thing. Well, there's you know there's that there are persistent rumors that you know even if it launches, the supply might be constrained. You know, there's obviously a lot going on with the coronavirus that's that's affected the suppliers. So definitely a lot still in the air. Uh, let's let's move on to the game because to your point, I mean, this is really just a box. It, it might be a goofy looking box, but ultimately, what matters is is the games and how they actually play. What did Sony show off? Uh, Sony showed off what appears to be like more than two dozen games, and you know, my first kind of my first kind of take was, oh, these are all like multi platform stuff and you know, I it just reminded me of like going to E three, which, you know, we would we would have been at right now. But it reminds me of going to E three and sort of just seeing like, you know, the Call of Duty game that's gonna be on both platforms and sort of rolling your eyes at all that. But, you know, the majority of the games that they showed off were at at least console exclusive. And we definitely have to talk about what that means in a minute, but if you talk about cons- console exclusivity, they have a handful of games that are, are going to be playable just on PS5. Um, their first party stuff like Insomniac's uh, new Ratchet and Clank game. There's going to be a follow up Spider Man game where you're going to be playing as Miles Morales, which I have my suspicions is not, is now probably not like turn. a full length game. Go be a hero, Miles. Yeah, so Sony actually told the Telegraph uh, after the event that this would be um, an enhancement and an expansion as opposed to a full fledged sequel. Sense. So, which is what, yeah, which although I think a lot of folks were initially excited that this this might have been a full sequel starring Miles Morales, which was super exciting. Um, still looks it still looks amazing. It look it looks good. I mean, they didn't show much of the actual gameplay, but you know, just a little like peeking behind the curtain. Insomniac Games is also was also very busy at work making this new Ratchet and Clank game. To double develop is like this huge undertaking, regardless of the team size. So that definitely makes sense when when you really unpack the situation of why that Spider-Man game is probably not a full you know full length game. Um, Gran Turismo Seven, which I mean, hardcore racing sim fans, you you're finally getting something to play uh, in a very long time. I mean, the last Gran Turismo entry, it's been many, many years in the making. Uh, they announced new IP from third-party developers too, like uh, this game called Project Athia, which is, I guess, a working title that's coming from uh, Square Enix. They spent a lot of time talking about uh, indie indie developers and, and indie games, like uh, a game called Kenya Spirits, um, Goodbye Volcano High. There's a new Odd World game. They are having console exclusivity on the two Bethesda published games, Ghostwire Tokyo and um, Death. What is it? Death's Death Loop. That's the game. 
So I, I was very surprised to hear about all this console exclusivity. And you got to unpack that a little bit because what that means is you're not going to be able to play that game on an Xbox Series X, but you're going to be able to play it on PC. So they sort of do this weird, you know, situation. And, and what, but what it really means at the end of the day, though, is Microsoft is still they're getting what they want out of that. So, yeah, you can't play the game on a, a, a Series X, but you can play it on Windows, which is also very much a Microsoft thing. And it's not a thing that I think they sweat as much, especially now when their entire business model is play anywhere. You can play this game if you, on PC. You can play it on... They, they've come to terms with the fact that PC gaming is a win for them as well. So, um, so that's where we are right now in, in the you know, landscape of video games. Uh, and any of those games in particular st- stood out to you? Anything that was you know, particularly impressive? I think what was cool about that Ratchet and Clank uh, demo, and they showed a good maybe three minutes of that game. You know, the biggest thing about PS5's architecture is, you know, everyone's putting a lot of stock in this SSD that's supposed to be able to stream a really insane amount of data um, very, very quickly. Uh, and essentially eliminating a lot of loading and eliminating a lot of game streaming. So like when, you know, that classic loading elevator that everyone's familiar with, if you play video games where you're in an elevator for an inexplicable amount of time, and that's just (laughs) the game streaming in the background, getting ready to load up for you to play. Uh, what that Ratchet and Clank game demoed was this sort of interdimensional, uh, you know, play where you would basically warp into a brand new world almost on the fly, or or, ba- or what appeared to be on the fly. So I think, you know, Insomniac obviously working with Sony first party is the, is them basically saying, hey, this is the first really cool thing we can do with the technology here. We we need that to be in this game. And I mean it it feels very on the nose and and you know you're getting hit over the head with it, but to me that was a at least in it, on its face a very cool sort of tech demo of what, you know, we can expect perhaps from the technical prowess of this uh of this new system. That that's a really good segue cuz I I did want to ask about that cuz you know graphically we're not seeing like a huge, huge leap in this next generation. And I'm not just talking about the PS5, but with the Xbox Series X2, like the improvements are nice, but they're not, I don't know if they're necessarily a justification for a new console. I mean, what are, if, if it's not graphics, like what are you buying a new console for? Like what are, what are some of these features that the SSD drive is a great example? Any other technology that really justifies the purchase of a new console? I mean, that's a really good point. Um, you know, I just got finished playing The Last of Us 2, and that game looks absolutely phenomenal. I mean, there's no two ways about it. That is, it is the, it is on a very short list of the best looking games I've ever played. And that's on, you know, a base machine that's seven years old, right? Right. Um, right. So, you know, I think when you talk about the net, the new generation technology, a lot of the focus on that, it's a two-way street, right? Because you don't just need to have the console. You need to have the TV. You need to have a 4K television. You need to have a 4K television that can maybe support a higher uh, refresh rate. So to take an, an HDR and whatnot, to take advantage of that, it's like I said, it's a two-way street. I think, you know, every every generation, there's this sort of incremental update. You know, like I said, you are talking about 
many, many years in between the hardware inside these machines, but they do get locked pretty early. And by, you know, PC gaming standards, when the PS5 and the Xbox Series X come out, they will be outdated. Um, but it's about what the developers are able to pull off with that closed system. And it's about, you know, these incremental sort of changes like, uh, you know, ray tracing for uh, truly realistic uh, lighting situations. And uh, like I talked about, streaming tons of data in the background where you almost effectively eliminate load times. Things like that, these quality of life things too, will improve. And, you know, I think to a lot of people, it will take some, you know, a granular analysis to really appreciate the fruits of, of these machines. But, you know, at the same time, it's it's we're way beyond the the you know going from eight bit to sixteen bit. That's just really not a thing anymore. Um, it's more just about what the hardware inside is locked in at and what we're getting out of those things. Um, you know, when you build a, a gaming PC, you're sort of mix and matching these hardware components, and it's you know you have compatibility to worry about with with all your components and whatnot. When when Sony and Microsoft build a console. They are very selfish in that endeavor, right? And they are building it exactly for what they want it to be, customization and all. So, you know, all, all the stuff inside is not off-the-shelf things, maybe aside from like a hard drive and maybe RAM and stuff like that. Everything is built for, for the, the channels and operations that they want. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think buying a console day one in 2020 – even if you forget the current economic situation, which how can you, but if you were to just, you know, kind of eliminate for your, that uh, for yourself in a vacuum, buying a console day one is a really kind of strange proposition to me. So I, you know, I think it takes at least six months for these things to start really uh, becoming an attractive sell. And um, I, I expect the same thing to play out this time around. All right. And you touched upon this earlier, but there are the two versions of the consoles one of which does not have an optical disk drive. Like, what, what are the implications? Is it, is it more about streaming? Like, are they going to follow in Microsoft's footsteps? What, what does that second console really mean? Well, I hope it means that it's cheaper, first up. But, you know, I, ho- I hope that's a, at, at the very least $25, $50 cheaper. I realize an optical drive is, is the most inexpensive element to a console. But, you know, man, that would be nice to save $50 on something like that. Um, I think what it means is, you know, there's... Definitely a huge focus on streaming. That That is absolutely a thing. I, I still don't think, especially out of the gate, that streaming will be a core foundation of either of these two consoles. It is still something that they are working on. It is a priority, but they're working on it in a way that, to me, feels you know second or third in, in, in the line of priority. Um, you know, I think a lot of that has to do with just what we can do with the internet that we all have. It, we're just not at a place right now where we can reliably uh, play video games over the internet without a a lag situation becoming an issue. Um, so as as good as these consoles are and as fast as they are, they're still tethered to the to the internet that 
varies by house in this country. So um, that will always be an issue until maybe we have this unbelievable, ultra reliable 5G that permeates and, and, and bypasses, you know, fiber and, and coax. But for right now, this is what the situation is. And I think the these guys are taking, you know, their sort of time with with rolling that out because you know you don't want to over invest or over commit into one element and just not have it be a thing um and i think both of those companies sort of realize what the situation is right now and they're they're sort of playing they're sort of slow playing it in a way that that makes sense to me um but yeah a an all digital version is definitely a statement it's the first playstation to not have an optical uh disc drive which is kind of amazing when you think about it and um yeah i for me that that's the one to get unless you are intimately attached to blu-ray discs and physical media in a way that you can't let go of one but uh that's going to be the one to get and i hope at the very least they they're loaded up with two terabytes of space because these games are now enormous storage is is cheap for the most part uh so it does make sense that this thing could possibly come with two terabytes of uh, storage yeah and as you said i mean there are still challenges with broadband if if anything this coronavirus lockdown has showed that there are just there's a wide variety of broadband access, uh, good and bad, out there. There are a lot of folks who don't have the bandwidth necessary for streaming to really work. Uh, just lastly, uh, what in terms of the next couple of months, like what's next for Sony in terms of you know releasing more info or expecting anything this summer, or what is sort of the the rate of the of these announcements and these teases for the for the coming months? Yeah, it's it's super interesting, and and personally, I kind of like it. I kind of one, I like not going to E three, and maybe I don't, you know, maybe that opinion is not shared, but I think many people would maybe admit that behind closed doors. Um, I I like it. I think it's going to be this sort of drip drop. Obviously, yesterday was a you know a, a major sort of milestone announcement in their roadmap to launch, but uh, I still think there's plenty of games to be announced. Again, you know. They still need date, price, and they need a launch lineup. And they don't have either of those three things. They kind of only ticked one of those like four boxes, right? Uh, they just showed us what it looks like. And to me, that's sort of the least important box, right? I need to know the data comes out. I need to know the price. And it's interesting, you know, I, I do think whoever announces price first is sort of at a bit of a disadvantage. You know, I, I don't think... I don't think there's that much wiggle room in what you can charge for this thing. Uh, you know, obviously you gotta you gotta make your investment back, or you know, as as history has proven, sometimes you take a loss on, at launch with these things. But it is very obvious that that Sony has had a tough time keeping the the cost of making this down. Um, there's been reporting that 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 has has shown that. Um, but I think you know, once one announces price, we're probably gonna get price from the other uh console very shortly after and it might leave the first one to announce it might leave them vulnerable to be undercut a little bit uh even if it's you know fifty dollars it's it's really just about saying we're cheaper so um you know and maybe we have this situation where it's like this race to the bottom where like they go back and forth i could definitely see that sort of petulant nonsense playing out but uh but yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. There's still a lot to announce. Yeah, and that that kind of reminds me of like the previous generation when Xbox came out first, and Sony came out. I think a few hours later with 
a price that undercut the Xbox. So, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot to unpack. There's still a lot of time before these consoles launch, so I'm sure we're gonna get a lot more info. You can check out our full PS5 coverage on CNET.com. If you have any questions, drop us a line at The Daily Charge on Twitter. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.